Hello and welcome back to the Prescription for Healing. My name is Taylor. And I'm Sylvia. And today we are going to talk about something called Reiki. Um, I am pretty sure that that's how you pronounce it. Yeah. Um, but yep. this is uh, from Japan and it's basically an energetic healing process. Um, and so Reiki um, is basically a system for sharing universal healing energy that flows through the practitioner and into the person receiving the energy. Um, these energetic flows can become overactive, underactive, or blocked for various reasons. Um, and that is where the practice of Reiki comes into play and what Reiki can do. And so when Reiki energy is channeled, um, it brings energetic balance to whomever or whatever is receiving the energy. Um, and there's a principle of physics called entrainment. Um, so that's a little bit sciencey there, but basically what it means is when two objects vibrating at different frequencies are placed in proximity to one another, both of those begin to vibrate the same frequency and those um, cause entraining, which basically um, the practitioner is putting their hands either on or near somebody's different energy set, uh, centers, which are called chakras, mm -hmm. which Sylvia will talk more about. Mm -hmm. And basically... Um, the practitioner is pushing that energy and that positive energy into the um, receiver. And so that's kind of how they do energetic and Reiki healing. Um, pretty much what we know as Reiki um, came from the Western practice of Reiki, which began in Japan in the 1920s um, with Dr. Mikao Usui, um, who is also Usui uh, Sensei. And so I hope that I said that right. I probably completely butchered that. Um, but basically the healing system is 12 hand positions for healing others, 13 hand positions for healing self, three degrees of Reiki, which is the first, second and master level, as well as three traditional healing symbols, um, for distance healing, as well as one master symbol for a master teacher degree Reiki. And then there's also a Reiki lineage that traces back uh, through Mrs. Takata, Dr. Hayashi, and Usoi Sensei. Um, and so that mm -hmm. is kind of the sort of Reiki we know. There are other systems of Reiki and other non-traditional Reiki mm -hmm. um, practices, but the, that one is mainly um, what we kind of know in, in the West. Right, right, right. Hmm, interesting. Um, and there's also uh, principles of Reiki, which... Um, I'm not sure if Taylor wants to go over that now, um, but essentially um, what we're doing is we are um, channeling energy from the source. A source could mean, you know, the universe, God, whatever higher power that you kind of resonate with. Um, and there's this universal um, kind of energy source that we kind of thrive from and um, and by kind of balancing the energy points in our body, which we have uh, predominantly, well, seven chakras. Um, and, um, you know, they're all located in different parts of our body and they all serve a specific purpose with kind of um, harnessing uh, certain, certain, they have, okay. Yeah. So now I'm getting sidetracked now. That's okay. okay. Yeah. But anyway, just take a breath. Yes. Take a breath. So I'm just going to start off slow. So the root chakra is kind of 
kind of a located, uh, how would I uh, describe where it's located? I would say it's um, mainly located kind of, I mean, where your root is, I guess, which is, for lack of a better word, it's really kind of in your groin area. Yeah. See, I, I try to, um, you know, not use the groin area, you know, word, but yeah, uh, near the groin. Um, so, and it's uh, associated with the color um, red. So when we're talking about the root chakra, um, it, when it's in balance, meaning, um, you know, it, it's not overactive or underactive flow of energy um, coming through that chakra um, inside of our essentially our, our being, um, when, when our root chakras are balanced, um, we typically feel safe, secure, centered, grounded, happy to be alive kind of things. Um, when our root chakra is blocked, um, typically we feel very fearful, anxious, unsure of ourselves. We might have financial troubles, um, or feeling financially unstable, or feeling ungrounded, ungrounded, um, and not like rooted in reality at times. Um, and if you have an overactive um, root chakra, um, you could kind of uh, see it as um, you could be more greedy, have a lust for power. Um, you can be more aggressive than usual. Be very materialistic, cynical. Um, so the root chakra that really like that chakra typically can cause problems with our physical bodies, um, when it's out of alignment. Um, so this can look like colon issues, issues with, um, your lower back, like chronic pain in your lower back, having varicose veins, um, and basically some solutions to um, maybe bringing your root chakra into more alignment is um, doing simple things like even eating red fruits and vegetables like apples, beets, pomegranates, things of that such. And also um, even changing your environment with color. Um, whether it's wearing like a, a red colored shirt um, or something that, you know, a trinket that you hold on to you that's like the color red that you just kind of focus in on that, um, the, the energy of the color, um, so to speak. Um, and it kind of does help with um, balancing the chakra and bringing that energy healing back into your chakras um, and balancing it. Um, you know, and, and that, that can also help with, you know, kind of balancing the root chakra can help with, um, metabolism, any kind of sleep problems that you might have, maybe cl clumsiness, um, if you have any reproductive issues. So that's what the root chakra, um, kind of, um, stands for and kind of, yeah, yeah. I like how you talked about like having like a balanced root chakra and then like a imbalanced root chakra, but not just like you don't 
like you like too much of it like too like right too much is focused on that right i like how you added both of those oh yeah 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 because it's so easy to have like an overactive root chakra or underactive and then both are not good we're we're not Mm -hmm. in perfect harmony um you know with the energy flow uh within our body from the source or universe whatever you want to call it um so the next one um up from the root chakra is called a sacral chakra and it is associated with the color um orange um it is located kind of i would say almost like the belly region like lower abdomen um region and it um some some signs that it's out of alignment like physical symptoms in the body like you might have lower back pain um troubles with um digestive issues um maybe lack energy feeling like lethargic having like kidney gallbladder problems um hip pain creative blockages things of that sort um and of course some solutions to helping you know kind of rebalance the chakras eating oranges, carrots, pumpkins, just anything that is associated even with the color orange. I know it sounds so simple, but it it really does make a difference. Um, And then, so when you are actually, um, when your sacral chakra um, is blocked, I mean, you typically can um, feel like low libido also as, in addition to fear of intimacy with others and feeling like, like I said before, like a creative block or isolated even. Um, and then an overactive uh, sacral chakra, um, it kind of looks like you're over emotional, fixated on sex, um, hedonistic, um, and kind of a prone to manipulation or manipulative manipulative tactics uh with others um but if we do uh the steps even you know like reiki healing um to rebalance this said chakra um you know what it kind of looks like is healthy passion creativity healthy libido and of course like being optimistic and open-minded okay um and then so moving up from the sacral chakra we tip um we get to see the solar plexus chakra so that is like i would say the middle of the chest yeah and what that uh what that controls i'm okay so it's associated with the color yellow um and when we have problems with this uh solar plexus chakra we we kind of experience gas um bloating eating disorders um and also indigestion that does come up kind of um yeah relatively frequently but panic attacks maybe liver problems feeling like frequently ill so like a lowered immune system um high blood pressure um and of course another way to to kind of help bring in some balance to this uh chakra is also like eating yellow peppers uh, yellow lentils yellow squash things like that. And then on a way that we could kind of um, notice that it's um, being blocked is, you know, we're kind of, when you start feeling like low self-esteem, feeling hopeless or powerless, maybe worthless, or having an inferiority complex, um, an overactive um, chakra, um, solar plexus chakra looks like, um, 
feeling like power hungry, um, being a perfectionist, being domineering, and critical. Uh, I must say, I, I kind of do uh, I do uh, resonate with that one. So I'm, mm, I might have to do so. Yeah, maybe I need to put my chakras in some alignment um, <laughs> because I definitely see see myself kind of resonating with some of these. Um, but if we balance um, this solar plexus chakra, we can feel a healthy level of confidence, feel in control, but not be a perfectionist or critical or control freak. Um, we have personal power, drive, and healthy self-image um, and self-esteem. And then the next one from above the solar plexus is the heart um, chakra and the heart chakra, you know, it's located by where your heart is. And it is associated with the color green. And I mean, when this chakra is blocked, it's very easy to lack empathy, to be bitter, to be hateful, to have trust issues, and be very intolerant or even have a low frustration tolerance. Um, and then an overactive heart chakra is, you might feel very codependent with others, jealous, be self-sacrificing or give too much to others. And I can relate to that as well. So I'm learning a lot, <laughs> just doing this little review over here. Um, and when we balance out the heart chakra, we in turn feel peaceful, loving, compassionate, tolerant. I don't like that word tolerant though, but warm and open. Um, and so a way that we can um, kind of promote the healing of the heart chakra is, um, of course, green veggies. I mean, broccoli, kale, spinach, um, cabbage. Um, and when the heart chakra kind of goes too long with, um, with being... Um, out of balance, it can cause things such as like heart and lung, lung problems, asthma, allergies, um, chronic fatigue. Yep, that's that's something I definitely have as well. Anxiety, depression, um, heart-related issues, upper back pain, um, and some respiratory um, ailments, okay? Um, so it sounds like for at least the heart chakra, there's just like a lot of mean mental health stuff yep. related to the heart chakra oh yeah um oh yeah and so i think that's really i mean interesting for us you know right being right, a therapist right. like that's something that it has to do with our moods a lot like right, the, the moods, heart chakra yes. yes yep exactly um in our emotions yep so that one is very important like to really work on especially when when we are dealing with anxiety and depression and like everyone has depressive thoughts everyone mm -hmm. has depressive um or anxious symptoms that doesn't mean that you necessarily have um an anxiety disorder or mm -hmm. a depressive disorder but everyone um definitely falls victim to anxious thoughts and depressive thoughts so you know that can be a, a sign that there's an imbalance in your heart chakra and maybe reiki will help with balancing that for you <laughs> and feeling better and overall improving your uh quality of life and level of functioning even. Um, so now um, when we go up from the heart chakra, um, we meet the throat chakra and that is located in our throat area. It's associated with the color blue. Um, and when it's out of balance, we could see throat problems, a lot of sore throats, stiff neck, like cold symptoms, definitely a lot of thyroid issues or thyroid imbalances um, and issues with breathing. Um, and 
something that I wanted to mention um, is um, like blueberries, even blue raspberries, figs, kelp are some things that are supposed to kind of promote or um, bring bring this chakra into like balance if it's out of balance. Um, but when our throat chakra is blocked, meaning like we can't express ourselves um, or our truth and we feel like we have to silence our voices sometimes because either, you know, maybe it's not appropriate to say <laughs> how you feel or your opinion on things or, um, you know, or maybe you feel like you're walking on eggshells with people and you don't feel comfortable or confident with um kind of speaking your truth so when so that yeah, sounds like you have some experience with that no no <laughs> no but you know i have had experience you know what and it's funny because growing up um my voice was muted for a long time because i grew up in a family where i mean we didn't talk about emotions and whatnot um so i and and also whatever my parents said went like my feelings didn't matter um, really it, it just, so I was, my voice wasn't heard for a long time and growing up as a child, the main like issue that I had growing up was I always had a sore throat, mm. always, always, it, it never failed and it bothered me a lot. And it, and so that, that's one of the, um, kind of issues with, um, with me, with, with my throat chakra, like growing up and kind of having that part like being so underactive and not speaking up and not saying what i uh need to say and being like um and having integrity um within myself um you know you know sometimes we can't express um ourselves or speak out um we sometimes will feel like very misunderstood um and sometimes when our our throat chakras are blocked like sometimes we can also not be very good listeners um and, and then also on the opposite side of the spectrum on overactive um throat chakra people can typically be very opinionate opinionated you know loud critical gossipy yell or you know talk over others or you know um say some harsh words <laughs> to others and be kind of inappropriate in that sense. But if we try to, um, you know, use energy healing to our favor and work on um, rebalancing our throat chakras, you know, we can feel you know, confident with our self-expression and our voice. Um, we can also offer clear communication um, and be creative and also diplomatic. Um, so we have two more chakras. Okay, bear with me here. I hope you're learning something. Um, I am. Okay, cool, cool. I like that. Or at least someone's learning something, right? Um, so then now, now from the throat chakra, we go to the third eye chakra. So the third eye chakra is, it's located, think about like literally a third eye, literally like <laughs> a, an eye mm -hmm. between well, actually, an eye between both of your eyebrows. Okay, that's that's the energy point where um, your your third eye chakra is located. And um, you know, when we're having problems with the third eye chakra, I mean, that looks like depression, which we talked about already with the mm -hmm. with the heart chakra. Depression, eye problems, hormone hormonal imbalances, um, as well as you know. Uh, like ear, 
eye infections, mm. um, sleep paralysis, um, also learning disabilities, mm. um, but yeah, hormonal dysfunctions. Um, and this, I don't want to get this wrong, but this, the third eye chakra, I believe, I can't even tell, but it's, it's like an indigo color, I would say. Yeah, indigos, um, yeah. Yeah, like that that's just the way that I yeah, I would describe uh the third eye chakra. But when when that chakra is blocked, um we lack proper judgment. Um we lack focus and concentration, poor imagination, um and you can't see beyond the physical realm. Um and then an overactive um, third eye chakra results in nightmares, delusions, hallucinations, obsessive thoughts, images, um, or distressful or intrusive thoughts, um, and seeing too many spirits. Actually, that is um, the chakra that um, really does connect us to our spirit guides and our intuitive side as much as possible. Um, so if you are interested in like even um, kind of connecting with spirit guides or with you know, spirits that have passed or getting like kind of intuition from a higher power, um, then you would kind of benefit from um, kind of uh, doing some energy work with with the third eye chakra. Um, but when it's in balance, we're very imaginative, intuitive, um, very clear and direct in our thoughts and visions. Um, and we can see things beyond the physical realm. Okay. Um, it could even be like flashes of like, um vi like visual things that you see that doesn't that don't make any sense just images that like pop past up. life stuff um i would say like just like clairvoyance um, um so just seeing like even like little clips of information that just comes out of nowhere like a symbol or seeing like a an image that like it like when you think back at it like and they come in like quick little spurts because like it's usually like our it's usually in our subconscious mind where we get um, a lot of these um, messages um, and like intuitive um, kind of thoughts and sensations. But um, yeah, it, it can um, essentially help with um, connecting us to the spiritual realm, um, if that's your belief. Um, but of course, there's always like, you know, uh, we all have a spiritual side to us. Um, and I, and I do believe that everyone is intuitive in their own ways. And, you know, if, if you do the work, then it's, it's easier to harness your intuitive abilities and use them to your advantage. Um, so now we're just going to get to the last, um, chakra, um, of the seven, um, chakras, the main, like chakras, the energy points of our bodies. Right. Um, and so the last one, it is, I just want to make sure I explain it correctly. It is pretty much, it's called the crown chakra. It is um, related to the, uh, the color violet or purple. Um, and it is essentially, uh, it is right like at the top of our heads. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, that's, that's the way that I, I'll say it. it's, it's at the top of our heads. Okay. Um, and so the crown chakra, when it's out of balance, I mean, it'll look like, you know, you could have vision problems, dizziness, cognitive, um, 
issues, memory problems, um, and nervous system imbalances, things like that, um, difficulties with sleeping, difficulties with meditating, um, and some things that can help with um, the crown chakra or um, kind of harnessing that creative energy or um, spirit, not spirit, but healing energy um, and utilizing um, healing energy to strengthen the crown chakra via even going outside, getting sunlight, um, going out in nature, um, and breathing in some fresh air. Um, and when this chakra is um, out of alignment, um, when it's blocked and underactive, um, it's very easy to fall into depression, which is when we, we keep hearing depression, right? Depression, um, learning difficulties, having like a weak or unstable sense of faith, um, uh, maybe feeling angry at, like angry at, at your, what's, what's the word I was going to say? Uh, pretty much just being unsatisfied with your spiritual side and your spiritual presence in, in the earth realm. Um, and this could also lead, lead to a lot of brain fog. Um, and then overactive um, crown chakra looks like being judgmental um, and being like addicted to spirituality um, or being very ungrounded um and to rebalance it and 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 how you know that you know this crown chakra is um balanced um and working as it should in your favor you'll feel like a, a strong sense of faith that doesn't have to be religion um you could feel like a universal sense of love with others and feel like connected to the universe um and feel intelligent, self-aware, wise, and just having an overall understanding of life and the mechanics of life and um, kind of how, how others operate. Just having like um, kind of an overall sense of knowing things and sensing them without having, um, without having the details or the, the actual, like, what's the word? Like, information um like physical information to prove certain things it's just a, it, it it can also kind of look like intuition as well like this inner sense of knowing you don't know where this information comes from but you just know um so i hope that taught you guys a little bit about um you know at least chakras and how they're connected to reiki because with reiki like we work through our chakras um and that's essentially what we're trying to do with reiki we're trying to align our chakras and bring them um into balance whether it's one of them or all of them um and we could also bring them into balance with um you know kind of doing uh reiki um and utilizing binaural beats um as well as Reiki. And that's something that we'll talk about another time because I could go on for a while. But but typically sometimes like if, if there's a Reiki practitioner um, doing some healing work with you, sometimes they will use like uh, like gongs or certain, um, 
uh, like chi- I don't know what they're called, like little chimes and and things, and that is um, to emit a certain um, frequency. Um, it's called hertz, a certain like hertz to um, kind of um, bring our bodies into balance via sound. So that's really interesting. But uh, Reiki practitioners definitely use binaural beats um, as well, like to kind of strengthen um, the energy flow from the practitioner to client. So I'll give Taylor some some time to to speak because now I'm a little tired. Yeah, that was a lot, but I think it's really good information. I think it was a good overview, especially of chakras, because that's really what Reiki is. It's energy healing and balancing the chakras. Um, So just to kind of wrap up today, there are five principles of Reiki, um, which is just for today, I will not worry. Mm -hmm. Just for today, I will not anger. Just for today, I will be kind to all living creatures. Just for today, I will do my work with truth and integrity. And just for today, I will be grateful. Um, so I want to leave you guys with those, um, you know, and those can maybe be some positive affirmations or some sort of mantras you can kind of say to yourself, um, right? you know, to kind of get yourself going and to keep yourself going. Um, so if you guys have any other questions about Reiki, um, I had this amazing book, which I use for a lot of my notes, um, and it is called Complete Reiki, um, the all-in-one Reiki manual for deep healing and spiritual growth, and it goes way in more depth about, like, first-degree Reiki, second-degree Reiki, and then master Reiki. Um, there's a lot of training, and there's a lot of, um you know, tests you have to pass, you know, as far as, um, doing different, uh, meditations and different ways of doing things, um, to kind of get to Reiki master, but it's something really interesting. And I think it's something that, you know, definitely goes along with these alternative healing, mm-hmm. um, you know, tenants that we kind of want to talk about in this podcast. So thank you so much for joining us and we will be back again next week. Oh, thank you so much. See you later.